1: Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast here on uh, Twitch. Mm. Brought to you as always by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. Uh, I am your host, Reese, with me is my trusty sidekick, the banana. Oh, I'm really, You should
0: have let me just done the intro.
1: I'm really sick, so please bear with me. Um,
0: I did really good last week.
1: Yeah, I, I actually watched the B-team episode, It was you guys did a good job. Well, I mean, I'm in the A-team now, but Pablo
0: is so low that the curve goes to
1: B team. Good.
0: Yeah. If that makes sense.
1: Good. Um, so I hope everybody is uh, enjoying the show. It's good to be back. I uh, was off in, in uh black will blimey old mm-hmm. blighty old blighty old blighty. Is, that what it is That's what they call it? Yeah. I was in the UK <laughs> with uh, Frankie. We played at the LGT in the chat. <laughs> Wolf priest, Carl says that they talked about my sick fade. Did we? And my shorts on a, mm. from the LGT. Mm. Yeah, I got a I got a haircut and I asked for a a fade and I got a new a new barber and not She gave me the old
0: military cut. She, she didn't the do old it. San Diego she cut. She didn't
1: give me the best the best fade I've ever had in my life. I'll put mm-hmm. it that way. Um, I definitely it's like the little kid that gets the bowl cut. It's like that was shorter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not not the best, but
0: nah. What are you gonna do? It
1: was an eighteen dollar haircut.
0: At least you still got it. Yeah. You know.
1: I should have just shaved my head. But um, that's pretty funny. Yeah, my fade was, uh, it's not even a high and tight, Brian Spilliero. And of course, for those of you who are joining us via the podcast or YouTube, we're chatting with people on the Twitch chat live.
0: Yeah, you can see us actually talking in real time. Yeah, it's, it's
1: its not a high and tight. High and tight, what I think, would have looked better. <laughs> I definitely had a, it was kind of a it was a little weird haircut, but that's okay. Uh, it, the nice thing is when you get to your, 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 uh, Past 35, you stop really carrying it all. You're like, yeah, I have a dumb haircut. It'll grow out in a bit, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But it's going to be back in the U.S. of A. Unfortunately, I I must have contracted Nerval's rot in the U.K. because I brought something pretty bad uh, back. And half of us in the office have had fevers and chills. and In the case of Pablo, digestive distress. Well, I got sick
0: before you guys got back, so it's. Just, I mean, it's. I think it's a San Diego. Dude, there's something going on in San Diego.
1: So. I was sweating bullets. I was sweating, but still cold and like achy. Mm-hmm. And I, now I've. Yeah. Now I'm just a snot factory. It's been mm-hmm. pretty rough. So at any rate, uh, uh, we're not always sick and, and miserable here at uh, Frontline Gaming. Usually, <clears> we're <throat> playing games and have a good time. So why don't we talk about what's new in oh, the yeah. world of tabletop gaming, specifically Games Workshop? because there is a lot going on so this week's pre-order coming up i'm sorry this works this week's current pre-order is beast grave mm-hmm. it is a, a shade spire or Warhammer underworld's expansion it's pretty cool it features what are you know wood elves or wanderers whatever you want to call them versus uh, beasts of chaos and it's uh it's pretty cool the models look um they're, they're beautiful models buddy what do you think about the direction they're going Wood Elves here they're they're, yeah. they're part elf, part goat, right? Or, or um, so
0: something. it'd be like fawn, right? That's what those are called. Yeah, Usually. or a
1: satyr or something. Yeah. like
0: that. I like them quite a bit, to be honest. Um, I like the centaur guy. I like the um, they're just it's a it's a fusion of beast and and elf. So I think it looks really cool. Um, they have the old some of the old uh, throwback stuff from like the war dancers Yeah. In them, I if that's the direction that that entire range is going, I'd be happy with that.
1: Yeah, I'm on the fence. I don't really aesthetically like the way they look. I like my traditional kind of wood elves, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But um I, I don't hate them. And like I get it, like it's very unique, right? It's like the the Ideneth Deepkin, the sea elves, very mm-hmm. unique feel. Yeah. Um and
0: the the, the elf, the, the pure elf ones on the Ideneth do still look like elves. Like if you um you know what I mean? They they have the the elf aesthetics. So like you know, like the, the the lore is that Teclas was trying to create him and he failed. You know, um, but you know, I don't know. They they still kind of still look like the old world stuff. Um, these ones do to a certain extent. I just, but I, I like that. I like the the fusion of the.
1: I guess the two I don't know. Like I understand why they're doing it because they're trying to make it uniquely their own, right? Like no one else has Correct. goat elves, and that's cool. And like with the with the wood elves, the uh, Sylvaneth. They're part tree, part elf. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I just, I don't hate it. I'm just not, I'm not a huge fan. And like, as we've seen in the past, as goes Shadespire, so goes the the game, mm-hmm. right? Like we had the, um, what are they called? The the, Chaos Reaver dudes, mm-hmm. uh, Dark Oath. Mm-hmm. The Dark Oath, like that's, you, you know, that's the direction that mortals of chaos are going to go. They're going to look like Conan type. Dudes, mm-hmm. no, I love that. That's a positive change because the old, the, old, the old uh, Chaos Marauders look like SM like leather daddies. Like, they were gone bad.
0: To they were really bad. <laughs> so bad.
1: But I actually really like the old Wood Elf, the mm-hmm. Wanderers, and um, you know maybe not. Maybe I'm 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 jumping to conclusions here, but mm-hmm. you know we'll see. Do you know what would be a
0: cool redo if they did if they did it like an Age of Sigmar revamp on it? it would be um, Chaos Warriors. They always had the coolest armor. Oh, yeah. Iconic like, armor. Like, totally. if they redid those to make them a bit more dynamic and a little bit larger, God, that would look cool.
2: And you know
1: they will. But mm-hmm. I think they're going to go the direction of, like, the Varangard, where it's more de- demonic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but the Chaos Warrior is, like, the iconic fantasy. Mm-hmm. Mo- like, I, when you think warrior fantasy, you think Chaos Warrior. Like, yeah. that is, it's the Space Marine of of fantasy. So, mm-hmm. it'd be foolish to to go away from that. I think they're just going to update it. Yeah. You know? It's just so good, man. The stuff, so good. I mean, the
0: models look great. I'm not a Shadespire player, and I just it's a time thing. I can barely play 40k, but I if I if I was a Underworlds player, I would be excited about this.
1: Yeah, and, the, and the game
0: is fun to play. I've played it a few times. It's not. I, I thought it was quite terrible.
1: fun. Yeah, it's not my favorite. I don't like you know moving on squares or hexagons. Like mm-hmm. that's just not for me. But that's not to say it's a bad game. It's a super. It is a fun game. It's a it's a good game. And now they're coming out with new cards and all kinds of stuff. So the game is getting like a,
2: mm-hmm.
1: an evolution forward, which is cool. Uh, next week's pre-orders coming out from Games Workshop, we got a couple of cool, very cool releases. We have uh, two new battle tomes for Age of Sigmar. We have uh, Oryx and the Free Cities mm-hmm. of Sigmar, the Cities of Sigmar. And uh, also we have a miniature 40K rulebook, which is pretty cool. Mm. But uh, let's take a look at the Oryx. Still a silly name, but... It's still pronounced orcs. i want to say or or-uck.
0: It's like ogres. Ogres are still ogres, but no, they're just spelled differently. O-boy. I think they just had to, they the spell them a little bit differently.
1: These mm. are oraks.
0: Elves, I think, are still elves. It's just spelled a little bit differently. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you can say it however you want. <laughs> I don't care. I don't judge. So this, this is, is like a judgment-free zone. This, this is 2019. Reese. I don't care. Like
1: a Spanish ere. I don't know. You gotta roll the r, baby. For
0: what? For uh, Oruks. Mm. Or maybe that's exactly what they wanted.
1: Yeah, indeed. Who knows? Uh, all right. Jason, why don't you talk about some of the cool things Orux got coming out?
0: Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Um, so, yeah. I think it's cool. <laughs> you know, uh, okay. So, of the two releases that are coming out, Free Cities sounds very cool. I love the concept of it. Instead of saying, here's your old empire guys, here's your old dwarves, here's your old elves, they're like, these are city states. It's like um, in uh, Italy. Right. So it's, it's cool. So like the, the city states define the armies, not the it's not the individual units.
1: And you're talking about Italy during the Renaissance.
0: Correct. Like that where it was just made up of city states. Right. Um, so I really enjoy that in the Free Peoples. I am sad to see it go a lot of the old line getting pushed out, which it's inevitable. Right. But um, the orc one I'm actually a little confused on. Because well, I, I don't know why combining
1: th- bone splitters and iron jaws in Which are, one faction.
0: But those seem; those do seem like distinctively different things
1: well, to me. No more so than dark elves and dwarves working together. Possibly. Po- possibly. But, but, okay, so okay, so let
0: me let me backtrack. It's uh, why aren't the other greenskins included? That's my my big question. Well, because the
1: only other greenskins in the fantasy line have already been squatted,
0: mm-hmm. and those
1: models were unforgivably stupid looking.
0: I don't know. If they said that it's going to happen, but
1: I thought they already had been.
0: Mm-mm. They oh. still have green a green skins destruction. Arm. Really? I mm-hmm. got, yeah Scott replaced. I thought one they there.
1: got moved to Legends.
0: I don't think officially. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, but anyways, let's just go over some of the stuff that they're going to get. Um, so de Bigwa, which is a command ability. Um, and let's see. You start at the combat phase. Um, if you have at least twenty five wa points, I don't know. I don't know about any of this stuff, man. <laughs>
1: Good job reading it. You have one job. You're am
0: <laughs> Sorry. I mean, if they want to listen to me, like read this out loud, I can. Um, but it looks like they have a couple new command abilities, which is cool. Um, they have uh, the different units are getting some new stuff, just like the free guild uh, or the free cities. They're, they've revamped some of the war scrolls. They've revamped some of the command point or some the command abilities. So it isn't. You're not just. They're not porting things over from the the battle tomes and just saying, okay, now here's one. They've actually rewritten them, which is pretty cool.
1: And there's a couple of cool ones like Mad as Hell was one that jumped out at me. At the end of the any phase, if any wounds or mortal wounds have been inflicted on a unit of Iron Jaws and they're more than nine inches away from the enemy unit, they can move D6 inches. Mm-hmm. So they've got little things that help speed them up because Iron Jaws were one of the weakest armies in Age of Sigmar.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: it was like not a surprise. They had literally zero shooting units. And then the only thing they had was like the. They had a, like a shaman and like a little like chanter guy. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have any options and it was like, they're just a melee army, right? Yeah. So they're super one dimensional by bringing the bone splitters in. It gives them um, a horde element uh, because they can take like a tons of bone splitters. Now they have two wounds. They're, mm-hmm. they're really good. And then of course you have some of the, the, the like horror boys or the bone splitters um, that can uh, with some of the formations, which I don't know if they're going to be still be in the book, but um they used to have the, the shooty unit that could double shoot and all that stuff. So it, it gives you some options mm-hmm. that they were they were lacking. And then the Bone Splitters now get access to really hard-hitting elite Iron Jaws units. Mm-hmm. So at, from a rules perspective, them coming together is gonna be uh, really useful. Right. Aesthetically, it's gonna be a little jarring because they don't look anything alike. Right. Um, and then they've got some cool stuff like Monster Hunters is another one mm-hmm. that's very iconic to the Bone Splitters. Uh, if a friendly Bone Splitters unit is within three inches of any enemy monster, it's when going to choose to fight. Before it piles in, you can pick one of the following abilities. Wild Abandon unit can move an extra three inches when it piles in. That's amazing. Uh, stab, stab, stab. Add one to hit rolls for attacks made by that unit to target a monster. Or Berserk Strength if the unmodified wound roll for an attack made by that unit that targets a monster is six. It inflicts one mortal wound in addition to normal damage, right? So. Mm-hmm. You have these really iconic things that they can do. Um, that are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think the real challenge is going to be remembering all this stuff because there's yeah. a lot. There's a yeah. lot of different things going on um, yeah. in it. I mean, it's good. I mean,
0: anything that brings variety to the game, I'm, I'm for. So it's good. We're cool. going to see new, new armies coming together. Um,
1: Both of these armies were lacking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? They were just 2 one dimensional. There wasn't enough to them. Like, especially Iron Jaws, they had, like, what, like, five units total,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? They had, like, the Ard Boys, the uh, Brutes, and the Gore Gruntas, mm-hmm. and then the characters, and that was pretty much it. It's, like, so limited. Yeah. And now at least they have some variety. Um, and it is going to be kind of weird. Like, I get, you could paint them, like, maybe you paint the war paint on the bone splitters to match the armor mm-hmm. of the Ard Boys. I could see you making it work, but it is going to look a little funny. Uh, well, what, let's take a look at the Free Cities.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, before we start, do you have any
1: ideas about the Free Like, you're a, you're
0: a big fan of the Free Cities. What do you think about the concept of what they're doing?
2: Um,
1: I have mixed feelings on it. Like, I get it, right? Like, they're trying to work with what they got. Mm-hmm. So, you have all these armies that are popular and people have a ton of models for it. And it's like, what do you do? They don't really fit.
2: Mm-hmm. They
1: don't really fit in the world of Age of Sigmar, especially the Free People's. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's a German high Renaissance, like, 14th century themed mm-hmm. army that's supposed to be in this, like, mystical, magical universe. So it's a little strange. Um, some of the factions, like, I feel like the Dark Elves would have fit just fine. Uh, you know, they're pirates. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, the dwarves, especially with the direction that they've gone, with the newer kits, they're really high tech. Mm-hmm. They would have fit just fine. But they lumped them all into these cities, and so, like... From a thematic purpose, I think it's a little weird. I mean, I get it,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, but when you kind of get when you get past that, and you're like, "Well, like, what other choice did they have?" Right? Like, Mm -hmm. they're just kind of smashing them all into one, and who knows what the future holds. Yeah. But from a like, when you kind of accept that, like, this is a new world that we're in. Mm -hmm. The idea of being able to pick a city, and each city is very characterful, Mm -hmm. and then theming an army around that, and having like so many choices. It's really cool, like, from a modeling perspective, if you were starting fresh and you're like, I'm going to go from the, the city of life, you know, it's in Gearin, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take an army that's themed around, like, nature and the colors are going to be, like, green and yellow and right. brown. And then you pick all these units that fit that, like, wanders mm-hmm. and free people. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. From a thematic, like, um, from, from a hobbying aspect,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's cool. From a rules perspective, it's cool because you have, like, a million options. Right. So in that regard I think it's neat. Um, and it's kind of just making the best of what the situation is. Right. You know what I mean? Like I think it
0: really I I haven't been excited about an Age of Sigmar thing for a while. I I can I kind of am about this just because one it includes most of the iconic units that I loved as a kid that that literally drew me into the hobby. Warhammer Fantasy is what actually brought me into the hobby when I was really young, uh, not 40 kid. And uh, specifically, the High Elves and the Dwarves. Those were the two I saw. I literally remember walking into a game store and seeing two people playing a fantasy game, High Elves and Dwarves. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. And I, I saved up and I bought the rule book and I just, I just that's all I did. Um, that was like in the mid 90s. So um, the cool thing I think I feel about the, the, Armies that are based around cities—it has a very mercenary feel. Like, like imagine like you're the, you know, okay, like the the city has a general, and the general, okay, like let's get the city guard. We have to go do something. Okay, well we need more firepower. Like let's go. There's an orc, or the not There's a there's an elf guild. You know, let's see if we can get their services, and we need a couple of cannons. So let's go talk to the guys at the arsenal and see if we can secure it a couple. You know, it's like a very like hodgepodge. Like, like you know, something's going around. Something's happening with the city. You know, let's uh let's round up the army that we can put together and go out and deal with this. You know. That seems kinda cool. Like, oh, maybe we need a couple wizards, let's go talk to the guys at the Wizards Guild and maybe we can like hire a couple a couple wizards.
1: Yeah, I mean from a from a narrative. Like it's a
0: very fantasy feel, year. right? Yeah. Like a like, you know, oh we you know, maybe we'll need a wizard this time, let's go talk to that guy down the street and see if he'll help us. Like that kind of stuff, that really gets me going. So but yeah let's talk about some of the notes or some of the things that they talked about in this recent article
1: this first one banners held high mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is really good so you roll a die for each unit that has a standard bearer and for a to get a command point that's like really strong mm-hmm. uh for those of you who don't play aos as most of our audience is 40k the uh and we're looking at some of these rules here the uh you get one command point a turn and then there's other things that can get you on. Mm-hmm. The The ability to get, if you roll hot, you could get like a ton, like my free people on me yeah. if I was Hammerhole. Every single one of my units has a banner and I have a ton of units. Right. I'd be rolling like...
0: And command abilities are can be game-changing. They're very strong. And so that's why it's hard to get those command points. And
1: cool. if I rolled, you know, six, seven dice a turn and I roll well, getting two or three extra command points a turn is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you use your generals like aura abilities and stuff is you feed them with, uh, not all of them, some of them, you feed them with command points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drillmaster is another one. Uh, you can reroll hit rolls of one for attacks made with missile weapons by friendly Greywater fastest units that are wholly within 12 inches of this general while he, this general has, uh, is more than three inches away from enemy units. This one is really, really strong.
0: That's the one that, that the Empire General used to do, correct?
1: He was losing him. I'm like super spe- mm-hmm. s- skeptical he used to give three units uh, plus one to hit and oh. wound, if I remember. It was <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. Um, but rerolling once to hit for missile weapons is really good because mm-hmm. uh, Graywater Fastness, that city is themed about uh, around being um, like an industrial city, and they have lots of like cannons and guns. Mm-hmm. So uh, rerolling once to hit is extremely powerful for like free people. Example, um, you have a lot of, like crossbowmen and handgunners, um, and then. Um, uh, like the Hellstorm rocket battery, which is their most powerful artillery unit, rerolling once to hits, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other crazy part about Graywater Fastness is you can take an extra artillery unit. Normally, you can only take four. And in Age of Sigmar, they can take five. Nice. That's insane. Like, I take four artillery units in my army, and it's already crazy, crazy strong.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If we can take five, and then they're rerolling ones to hit, that's because
0: like, they're usually hitting on, like, fours, right? Five,
1: well, Hellstorm Rocket batteries usually mm-hmm. hit on fives. You get mm-hmm. fours. You, get, you could get them to hitting on threes. Mm-hmm. But now if you're hitting on fours, rerolling ones, it's almost as good. Mm-hmm. And like, you can
0: still probably take the allies. That, um, that what is that thing?
1: The Arcanum thing? Yeah, the Slash thing. Hurricane. hurricane. It gives you plus one to hit. It's funny because yeah. I, I talk to other free people's players. and I'm like, oh, it's not worth it. I'm like, you're
0: high. A plus one to
1: hit? You're high. And yeah. then the Hurricane itself is super strong. Yeah. It just does mortal wounds. I like pick a unit and just do mortal wounds. Well, that'll
0: probably it. actually just be included now in there, right? Because it's part, yeah. it's it's just, yeah. So not yeah. even an ally thing.
1: It's not even an ally. Awesome. Anymore.
0: They did say that a couple units were getting updates.
1: I wonder if they still, if uh, Greywater Fastness still has the crazy rule where uh, you roll for each artillery unit, you roll it if you roll a six, it shoots again. Because mm-hmm. they had that before and I'm like, that could get ludicrous so fast mm-hmm. um, doing that. Here's another one though. It's one of my um, uh, one of my favorite units, outriders or pistoliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Hail of Bullets. Um, after this unit makes a charge move, it can shoot with any uh, braces of pistols that it's armed with. So, they already have uh, two pistols and they, they do a lot of shooting. But um, if you can do it after you charge and then punch, that's really cool. Because mm-hmm. uh, I like pistoliers already for great grabbing objectives. Because free peoples tend to be really static. Mm-hmm. This has been the answer for it, and this just makes them even better. I think yeah, it's cool. they're
0: really good for sniping um, artillery units, yeah. and also like uh, you know, uh, any like weak units that are sitting back trying to hold objectives. Especially now with the with this another shooting attack they can make, they can go in there, blast them, charge in, blast them, and then punch. And I think they also have the ability of getting out of combat yeah. without negative. Yeah. So, a really good unit, and the models, God, such I an love, iconic. I love
1: them, dude. I, I just I like how them.
0: they're all like these young nobles too that are just like.
1: Yeah. Super rat brash.
0: Yeah. The yeah. bigger the mustaches, the better.
1: Oh, dude. <laughs> and if it's yeah. funny because if you read stories about uh going off on a little bit of a tangent here, if you read stories in history about the dragoons, um the, the unit that these are based off of in reality, that's exactly what they were. They're all these like young, like desperado like noblemen. Mm-hmm. And uh they were renowned for being like crazy brave and like lovers of ladies and drinkers of ale and all this stuff so like the actual historical you know basis for this is mm-hmm. very much like that which it's is, good it's
0: yeah. good to see that they've they've kept it in like they're not those these are not going away i hope not they're cool well i don't know now they have new rules so uh,
1: and then here's the rule i was talking about home of the great iron world uh, guilds mm-hmm. uh, you increase the range characteristic of missile weapons used by friendly great fast oh yeah i forgot about that you also get three inches extra range which is nuts it's so strong, because a lot of the shooting units in Age of Sigmar have short range. Mm-hmm. An extra three inches is a big, is a big deal. And you can take an extra artillery piece. Yeah. I can see that army just. I think this is going to be
0: your, your city is going to be great water. I, fast I was, was already playing
1: great yeah. great water fasteners.
0: This makes me happy because this is literally one of the last high elf, um, units left in the game, <laughs> and the game new rules.
1: Which they're really good. And what are these yeah. guys called again? I forget. Shadow warriors. That's right.
0: Yeah. Shadow blades. Well, they were Shadow Warriors. I think they renamed them Shadow Blades. But Got these it. were these were the um, the elves in Ulthuin that were like part of the island that like um, Malaketh came and destroyed, and they were like the only remaining. So they were always like brooding, and they were like emo, and they would hide in the shadows.
1: Very much like <laughs> yeah. the Guard. Oh yeah. So what, this one lets them like teleport or something, correct?
0: No, they so they have the ability. It's the same as those uh, the Sylvaneth guys that can come on from any side of the board. Um, They basically, yeah, they're they're a reserve unit, and you can bring them in during any, what, what phase? Sorry, it's taxes small. Um, They come from reserve uh, at the end of your movement phase. You can set up unit anywhere on the battlefield, so it's not even an edge. It's It's just they just deep strike, Um, but they have to be in before round four. But still, very cool. Super good. And so what they did is they showed in the article they showed a, a, a Sigmar army with one unit of these guys.
1: Yeah, you use them just to grab objectives. And they did
0: say they did. I don't know if you have it here in the notes, but they said that every city has the ability to take um, stormcast units because stormcasts have chapter houses yep. in each of the cities.
2: Yep. I
1: mean, and like like you could model them like instead of making them look like elves, you can make like if you're a dwarf player, you mm-hmm. can make them like miners or something. I think I
0: think it's cool because like I mean, if every city has a, a, a is basically a chapter planet for. um <laughs> No, I don't wanna chapter city. Yeah, I don't wanna hearken on to, you know, the forty K Space Marines. But um you, you would think in certain circumstances, like the threat would be high enough where the city mayor or something would be like, Hey, we got, you know, we really need some of you beefcases, and they're just like doing bicep curls and they're like, Hey, would you mind coming and helping us out? And they're just like, Ah, oh, you nerds <laughs> Yeah, here
1: we go. Yeah. <laughs> and then they do the predator the predator arm yeah. shake with their buddy and they're like I just trying, can't, I can't wait for more. We work. need
0: more Stormcast models without the armor on their arms.
1: So we can just see to show those the This just shows huge, yeah. Uh, I'm into it. Uh, Righteous Purpose. This is a, a rule for Hammerhall. Hammerhall is uh, like the main Sigmar mm-hmm. city, if I remember correctly, for the for the Free Cities. Uh, you can use this command ability at the end of uh, combat phase. If you do so, pick one friendly Hammerhall unit that is wholly within enemy territory, wholly within 12 inches of a friendly Hammerhall hero. And within three inches of an enemy unit. Jeez. God, what do you know. have to be to? You have like a checklist. You're like, hold a on. Masters in geometry. Hold on,
0: friend. Well, uh, oh, the, oh, oh, hold on. I get this ability.
1: And then you yeah. can fight. That you can fight.
0: God, what a mouthful. What the Who hell? Who wrote this?
1: You're That's f- like you have to have Pythagoras theorem. To You're fired. This one
0: out. As the great uh, president has said in his past TV show.
1: Um, yeah, going on to the next one. <laughs> uh that is beast, beast hunters this one's cool it's for the dark elves whatever they call them now what do they call them now
0: they do have a new name i forget what they call them they're not dark elves
1: yeah they're called like and they're
0: not like evil anymore
1: corsairs or they're something. like
0: um they're just a different variety
1: but they get plus one to wound for attacks to target enemy monsters mm-hmm. pretty cool and then finally there's a phoenicium um
0: my boys this I was wrong. This is the only other high elf unit still alive. No, there's a couple of them. Which is the Phoenix Guard, which are awesome.
1: Yeah, they're really good.
0: But they got rid of the Swordmasters, which really, really yeah.
1: Swordmasters, oh, want, want, want. which were really cool. They what, didn't have uh, I don't think the they, they didn't have a
0: box kit. That's why happened. White lions. Uh, well, we'll see.
1: Those are one of my favorites. No, no, white
0: lions are out. They um they were on the last chance to buy. Mar-mar-mar.
1: The Lion Chariot is one of the they coolest were cool. things ever. Anyways,
0: Phoenix Guard are awesome. And it looks like they got better. They got more um, survivable, which is a heal wound whenever you're within 12 inches of one of your other units of the Phoenicium.
1: And they're already tough.
0: Um, Yes, and it's for each unit. And I believe the Phoenix Guard have two
1: wounds each. They have a four-up, feel no pain. Yeah, they're, yeah. Really good. they're,
0: it's, they're very defen- it's a very defensive army, um, but they're very slow.
1: So those will be going up for pre-order this coming weekend. Make sure to grab those from Frontline Gaming at a discount with free shipping options within the continental United States if that is something that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Also, Jane Czar was previewed. We're a little little late on this one, but I wanted to to talk about it a little bit because a plastic Phoenix Lord has never happened, not even close. Mm -hmm. The Phoenix Lord models were originally sculpted back in second edition. High time they got an update uh Mm -hmm. i love this model her hair is entirely too long but i can get over that such a cool dynamic model and then they uh previewed one of the new rules that she's getting where instead of attacking normally she can get one attack for every model within two inches Mm -hmm. which against some armies that can be a ton of models Mm -hmm. so uh get excited uh the psychic awakening is gonna really really shake up the meta there's so much in it it's it's crazy
0: yeah, how much uh,
1: new material is coming our way?
0: And they they hinted that there's a um, a drukari. They
1: already showed equivalent, uh,
0: equivalent of what's going to be able to deal with her.
1: They already showed uh, the new. Um,
0: uh, not not the sergeant for the. Clavex, um, whatever. The, a new another thing. They they on her article they talked about. It. They're like they're like Ooh. who can stand up with
1: that? Well, maybe it's Drezar. I don't is know. Is it Vect? <laughs> That'd be awesome.
0: He comes back on the ship again. He's like, you
1: put <laughs> the babes in the front. Yeah, very PC.
0: Like we're bringing it back for the last chance to buy. You're like, yeah. Uh, thanks.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, so I can't wait. Uh, beautiful model, and you know, about time. Yep. Right. It's only taking twenty something years. All right. Let's talk about what's new and cool in the ITC. And as always, if you like the ITC, you like what it's about, you want to consider supporting it, uh, you can do so via the Patreon for as little as $1 a month. 100% of the pro t- proceeds go back into the ITC to help cover server fees and all the other myriad expenses involved with running a global uh, tournament system. Mm-hmm. So consider that if it's something that you think uh, would be a good use of your money. All right, let's take a look at some of the events coming up this weekend for 40K. We have a lot of events, as every weekend now. We have, do have one GT, the Co King co-war king that's interesting
0: co-war king
1: all right do a little different mm-hmm. and that's in bath in the united kingdom and we have the iron halo in bartlesville oklahoma which is a big one yeah and uh that's our friend jason running that and i believe i believe i got roped into shout casting remotely in one of those games Ooh. Uh, hopefully i'm feeling better and i don't i'm not no. sniffling and, It'd be sneezing great if and so coughing but uh, it's a great event and definitely recommend tuning in to watch that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, upcoming eight to Sigmar events, we have quite a few uh, going on, including three majors and two GTs in the month of October. Make mm-hmm. sure to check those out. Crucible 8, uh, that's in Orlando, Florida. Nordcon, that's in Denmark. In Copenhagen, uh, Michigan GTA West Championship in uh, Michigan, Lansing, Michigan. Uh, Edmonton Onslaught in Edmonton, Alberta. Canada and SoCal Open 2019 Del Mar, hmm. California, and uh, we are about to be a major for whoa for AOS. I think we need one more person to sign up to hit major status for Age of Sigmar. So please, mm-hmm. if you haven't got your ticket, get it.
0: I heard there was a major 40K personality that's making the switch to Age of Sigmar. So
1: that happens all the time.
0: Maybe he'll he'll join.
1: Um, of course, the 40K side of it at the SoCal Open is at 256 with a waiting list. Uh, the SoCal Open really hit a different gear this year. It's gotten way, way bigger. We're at like, I want to say we're almost at like 40 or something like that for Kill Team. Um, It's it's grown a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, It's exciting. I think the SoCal Open is maybe two years away from being huge. Yeah. Huge, because the crazy thing is, anybody who's been to it, we're in a giant, giant hall. It's the hall's enormous
0: mm-hmm. and it's cool. Like it's not, it's, it's, it's covered. It's obviously in a, um, I call it the aircraft hangar, but it's not, it's like a convention hall type thing built at a fair- fairground, but because of the the location and the time of the year, like the doors being popped open, it's like a natural air conditioning system. It's so nice in there.
1: It is. It, it can send you can get warm in October for sure. It's the, mm-hmm. the fall here is usually the best weather of the year. Last year, it was like perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it is. And, and the crazy thing is we're in this gigantic hall, right, where every table is 10 feet away from the next table. Mm-hmm. And we still don't even fill the, the we can thing. We can probably
0: double the size, right?
1: There's another hall the same, almost the same size next door to it. Mm-hmm. So the SoCal Open can scale up, like, it, tremendously. Oh, yeah. Like, eventually, that is going to be, you know, a 500-plus person 40K event, mm-hmm. 100, 200-person AOS event. It's just a matter of time. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's it's great to see it grow because it's such a fun area. Uh, let's take a look at the 40K ITC current competitive track, top five. Your leaderboard, Jim Vessel, is still continuing to hang on to his lead uh, with 1192.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Richard Siegler is sitting in a good spot in second place with 1114. Manny Chima of the UK, uh, 1109 in third. Nick Nonavati in fourth. Uh, with 1,100 flat. Mm -hmm. And then Chris Blackham in fifth with 1097. So places two through five are all within spitting distance of each other. Jim's got a really, really solid lead. It's going to come down to uh, these last few events. Like obviously we just had the LGT. That's what sent Manny Chima up in there. I think he got second place. If I remember correctly, he was up in there uh, top. Uh, Really, really good player. Really super fun, nice Mm -hmm. guy too. He, uh, He was doing very well. Um, so, we've got the LGT on the books. That's the second biggest event. Really coming down the home stretch, we, we don't have a lot left. We've got the Iron Halo, obviously, SoCal. Uh, so, Jim has got to be feeling really good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as he makes the finals at the LVO, he should be in position to win it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Like, he's built up such a lead that the pressure is on him to win his first six games and get into the, the finals. And then he could probably breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah. Everybody else has got fingers crossed that he hits a bump in the road and gets knocked out mm-hmm. early because then it's it's anybody's game. Then anyone in like positions like two through like 30, probably even more than that, probably like two through 50 can win it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But Jim put in the work. He deserves it, right? Like he has been grinding it out. If he wins it, he definitely deserves to win it, but he's just got to focus on making the top. Uh, yeah, top he, eight. I
0: mean... He took a year off work, you know, he's flying around. He
1: did not take a year off work. In a
0: private jet. You know, he's really, really grinding. There you go. So.
1: There you go. That was a good, good <laughs> you insight. You like it? There you go. Good insight. I just try to be supportive. Yeah. You're like an athletic supporter. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's take a look at the 40K ITC hobby track top five. Jim kicking ass here too with a commanding lead. Um, 1,107 points, followed by Paul Winners with 9.53. Lou Rollins with 9.29. Matthew Bodnarchuk, 906. Thomas Bird, eight eight seven. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see if we have our first double crown. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. You know what? Jim is hedging his bets. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm probably going to win one of the two.
0: <laughs> the triple crown is going to be the big one.
1: What's the triple crown?
0: When you get, win three of them.
1: Oh, like AOS too?
0: Something. Just
1: any three things.
0: I wouldn't choose AOS. I'd probably pick like Kill Team.
1: <laughs> or Shades Fires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, let's take a look at the AOS current competitive track top five. The Jersey Kid, Matt Pashby, still in the lead. He's
0: holding on somehow.
1: 868, although nipping at his heels is Christopher Bergman with 848. James O'Brien in third with 824. Alex Gonzalez in fourth with 820, 824 behind uh, James by only point. Uh, Point two five points. Mm-hmm. They're essentially tied. And then Joe Cryer in fifth place, 823. He
0: bumped back up.
1: Here he comes. There mm-hmm. he comes. He's just been Jeremy somewhere. Vessier, the French overlord. He's dropping. He must have he's out. he must have seen a German player on the way because he's retreated behind the Maginot line. Oh no. <laughs> he's French Canadian. No, he is not. He's from Paris. That's
0: worse. <laughs>
1: uh, Age of Sigma Hobby Track, current top five. Rich Waters leads the pack. Followed by Matt Beasley in second, Jordan Duncan in third, uh, Raul Pereira in Mm. fourth, and Jack Ballard in fifth. Oh, also, did you notice we have a a bunch of uh, events, ITC events now all over Spain and Portugal? No. It's going ham, yeah. Good. Uh, Germany, like Malaysia, it's crazy. Just all over the place. We just actually picked up a regional rep in South Africa. Oh, very
2: cool. Uh,
1: Shade Spire, current top five. We got Ivan Cho. Oh, L-I-T-C, that was so funny, I love it. Ivan Cho continues to lead the pack with a fairly commanding lead. He's 143, <laughs> or he's like 150 points up on second place. Yeah, Ivan is crushing it.
0: But he, he is the only one with four. I right,
1: think. Yeah. right. A lot of these people are going to be coming to the SoCal open though, so. Uh, Tony Field in second, Jonathan Colson in third, Philip Santamaria in fourth, Scott Dryson in fifth. And your kill team current, top five alex torbert just running away Mm -hmm. not not his lead isn't too insane but he is he's got quite a commanding lead oh 613 followed by george rollins 562 janice gilham moves into third with 541 michael t holy dropping. he's dropping but he'll be uplifted he's only got three scores yes it's like uh dropping dropping uh i don't know something heavy I can't think straight right now.
2: That's he drops right. into fourth right. place,
1: but he only has three scores.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Matt Hole in fifth with 486. Very cool. All right. So let's, jo- let's go ahead and open up the chat so we can have a fun discussion about Space Marines gone wild.
0: I thought, oh, dang it. This person already called me out. How many tower undefeated at LGT? You know what? You're right. I was off. I thought that a, a, a drone spam Tau. Did, you were at LGT. Were there people playing that or no? Oh, yeah. Tau, okay. Tau actually did really well. But, but was um, it like the drone spam normal? Oh, yeah. St-
1: standard. Stock standard.
0: Tau did really well at the LGT. Somebody needs to bring those stupid bombers and like make a really good list.
1: Sunshark bomber. Yeah. I've seen a couple people playing. I've
0: actually never seen one of those in real life. Not once.
1: It's a cool kid.
0: I would love to see the sales data on that. Yeah, I don't know. It's got to be one hand. Maybe two hands. <laughs>
1: It's got to be. Oh, come on.
0: I'll bet you a million dollars.
1: So to that point, LGT was a blast. First of all, let's just, we're a little late uh-huh. on the gun because I, I, I got home mm-hmm. late Wednesday night. And so uh, obviously I'm about like a week behind and I'm yeah. sure the, the word is already out. So let's talk about a couple of the, the big things. First of all, uh, hats off, LGT was a blast. Like they, 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 they stepped on their ding, ding, pretty bad last year. Everybody knew it. Yeah. It was, it was, it was I
0: mean, it was great for us, for the community in terms of like meme <laughs> potential. Like it was amazing. It went on for like a month. It was delicious. But, um.
1: <laughs> you are the joker. You But just not for, chaos.
0: not for Zach, but, um, he came back.
1: They did. They rallied. Amazingly.
0: They Most people would have been like, I'm not doing that again. I could Zach easily... was like, hold the beer. Or hold my ale, mate. And then he uh, he redid it,
1: and from what I hear, it was fantastic. You know, Zach is more of a London guy. He's a little posh. Mm. He probably said, "Hold my pims." Oh, mate. he is really fancy. Zach, I love Zach. He's a yeah. friend of mine. Um, and like I said, he actually came and stayed with me after the LG team mm-hmm. And I, I don't take any credit for it. But he and I were like strategizing and stuff like that. He had a really solid plan, and we were talking about it. And he, at the event, he gave credit to the people who encouraged him, Mm -hmm. like, hey man, you effed up, it's not the end of the world, let's come back and do it again. And he he gave credit to all the people that encouraged him because he was considering just like hanging it up. And uh, they did a great job. The LGT was so much fun. And for me personally, just like last year, all of my opponents were awesome. Mm -hmm. Like I played seven people, all seven of them, or a gentleman or a gentlewoman, mm-hmm. and uh, just super fun, very good. I only played one player who had, like, kind of, like, I would say, like, low skill level, but that's because they, they they like, just had a kid and they'd taken a break for, like, months. Right. Right, so it's, like, whatever.
0: I've never met, like, an insulting British person. Though. Oh, I And I think it's because the accent. Like, I- they can be... Like another British person can listen to them and be like, oh my God, what an idiot. <laughs> but like, I'm like, oh, thank you. Disgusting. Thank you, sir.
1: I apologize. Everybody on the stream. I'm very sick. Mm-hmm. That was gross. And now I have to see myself cough. Watch it.
0: Cause we're about, it's about a 10 second delay.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Uh, oh, I've met some really. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Something may or may not have thrown out of my face.
0: <laughs> I'm really, I mean, I'm, I'm really bummed out. I missed it. Um, I love going every year to, to London town. But, uh, you know, cats have bad bills.
1: You are so weird. I am. So uh, it was a great time. Uh, they, did a, they did an excellent job. The event was administrated extremely well. It ran smoothly. It was on time. Uh, there was, like, almost no drama. I mean, there was a couple inter- interpersonal things that you may or may not have seen online. But, like, whatever. There's never been an event in the world that, that hasn't occurred. Uh, there was a little bit of drama with one of the invitational games between Josh Death and Nick Nonavati didn't get the finish. And the thing is like, I can't like, uh, I'm speaking from here saying, so take what I say with a grain of salt. And a lot of people were like, were kind of like throwing a little bit of shade. But the thing is like, they were using a chess clock and they didn't finish on time. So like that is mathematically Mm -hmm. not possible. The only way that that happens, because the other game playing in the Invitational at that time finished a problem. Mm -hmm. The only conceivable way that that game didn't finish on time, is if they started late or they were pausing the clock to call a judge, which you can't pause the clock Mm -hmm. when you're using a chess clock. And no disrespect to either Josh or Nick, they're both, I like both those guys a lot. And like, I'm not trying to put them down, but you can't pause the clock. Only the judge can pause the clock for a very obvious reason. And again, I don't know if this is what was actually happening. So Mm -hmm. if I'm wrong, I apologize. As I was told, this is what happened. Mm If there's three hours in a round and you're pausing your clock,
0: you're not going to finish. You're not going to finish
1: your game, right? So it's obvious.
0: Even a dumb, dumb like me,
1: so it's like, somewhat grasp that concept. It's and like people in the chat are saying Nick was robbed, but the thing what? is, if if they started on time, yeah. And they had three hours, and they didn't finish on time. That's on the players, it's right? Not and not
0: not every game uses chess clocks. Usually, it's just high level games, or you know, top table games, or like the invitational games. That I've, you said, I've seen people but do like, that.
1: I've seen people pause the clock. It's and a I'm bit.
0: Like, it's a bit on the. It's the onus is on the tos and also on the judges to really make sure before the game starts. Do you both understand that this does not stop unless I stop the clock? And then they have to verbally say yes or no. Because there, you, because there has to be the stipulation. If you don't stop finish the game in three hours, then the game is over. It's all on the players. The game right? is over. And like, so whoever has the most points at that point wins. So it's on your – you have to – you need to finish
1: it's it's, maybe they started late maybe the the they didn't schedule enough time for the round i don't know right as i as it was related to me though like the round was over and they still had 30 minutes left so that means Mm -hmm. that the players didn't do it correctly and again i don't know i wasn't there Mm -hmm. um so whatever but the the point i'm trying to make is before people start casting stones might want to do a little bit more investigation Mm -hmm. um into that because if if they're using a chess clock if they're if they're not pausing the clock there's literally no reason why it shouldn't end on time unless they started late. Yeah. And if they started late, then they shouldn't give themselves the full time on the clock. Mm-hmm. It's very straightforward. Yeah. So that, those are my thoughts on that. Um, it is unfortunate that that was the way that that one ended. But, you know, number one rule of the chess clock, number one rule of time period is that the players are responsible for uh, using their time responsibly mm-hmm. for, for, for being on top of themselves. Yep. Yeah. And you know, if you're at an event and you're using chess clocks if you're a TO and you're using chess clocks, just yellow card someone if they if they um, pause the clock. Mm-hmm. It's in the rules you only the judge can pause the clock and it's so obvious right mm-hmm. if, especially if you only have like a five 10 15 minute gap in between rounds and people keep pausing the clock to call the judge because they have a contentious game they're gonna the whole round is gonna, they're gonna be late
0: yeah and don't right? have a contentious game. I've never had a contentious game in my life. Um, yeah. As soon as somebody put, lift they're like, I don't know, it, it, I, that's a whole nother topic for another show. Sorry, <laughs> that, that like get that triggers me. But you're right, like it's up and it's up to both op- opponents. One person can't complain that they got robbed because they lost the game. Went over. You were part of that game. Yeah. Like yeah. it was your job to say, yeah. "Don't pause the clock, dummy."
1: You, you're not. You're not a passive. Actor All right. In a you game. do. You're, you're an active participant in it.
0: And then you roundhouse kick them. There you go. And then you tr- you karate chop their models in front of them. Right. You heard to hear first. That's what alphas do?
1: <laughs> and then you BJJ them if they uh, give you any
0: lip. Right. They know. You all you have to do is wear tap out shirts.
2: Ooh.
1: Did you like? Did you see the truck nuts on my truck, bro? People know when you roll in. Yeah. There. You don't mess around.
0: You don't pause that clock, son.
1: on <laughs> your Ford Ranger. Are you? Are you seeing this
0: kilt I'm wearing?
1: Utility <laughs> kilt. Mm-hmm. Just go all the way with it. <clears throat> so anyway, enough about that. Yeah. Again, I don't know exactly what happened, but.
0: But from th- what I heard, it was other than, and I did hear thing. about that, but everything else sounded like it went really well. The one thing that I was, maybe you can answer it. And cause a lot of people were asking questions about it and I couldn't quite understand it as I was trying to follow along BCP here in the States and they wouldn't show the pairing or they wouldn't show the um, scoring leaderboard. They said it had been, um, the TO had decided not to show it.
1: For what? In the invitation? To show placings. For what?
0: The invitation, not the invitational, the um, the main event.
1: No, they did. It's all on BCP.
0: No, but like during the event, you couldn't check. Like you, I was able because I wanted to see like how you and Frankie were doing. So I kept on trying to check the um, the lead, like to see the total scores, and it would say they had a, some message saying T.O. has decided to make this not visible to the public. But it, so I would have to go and look at the, the actual round pairings. I don't know anything about. I that. don't know. It's not a big deal. It was just for me. I was trying to watch it, and I was like, ah, it's a little frustrating.
1: I don't um, I I, I don't know. Uh, so the event went great, well-administered. Everybody I talked to had a mm-hmm. blast. I met some really cool people. I want to give a shout-out yeah. uh, to the Swiss team. I hung out, with, had a couple beers with them. Yeah. Super nice, super nice people. The, the Czech uh, the Czech team, mm-hmm. um, awesome people I got to play. Pavel, one of the Czech uh, players, he's really, really good. Mm-hmm. His Tau army, uh, he had me on the ropes, man. Uh, we had a really super fun game. Uh, they, all my opponents were so nice. And I got to play, like, a wide variety of players, too. Um, I played uh, the Castellan, Mm -hmm. the classic Castellan army. Nice. Um,
0: I'm telling you, two Castellans is the way to go. No, it's Mm -hmm. not. You're 100% wrong. Here, here first.
1: I got to play against a brutal orc army, played against Tau, uh, played against a a really, really cool chaos list. Um, God, what was my other game? I can't recall. I'm not thinking straight. Uh, and in the Invitational, I played against Ace Face on the first game. It was on stream. We had a really good, really, really fun game. Um, I got to play the new White Scars for the first time at a tournament. And uh, I'm super happy. There's so much fun to play. Like, White Scars are an absolute blast to play. Um, uh, Ace Face and I had a really fun game. I, I managed to beat him. Um, he got first turn on me, and uh, it was definitely sweating, sweating, but I managed to hide everything. Stopped him from scoring any points, and I beat him on the scoring. Game even though he was really giving me a shellac and
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the new Marines die. I think they definitely die. But um, Iron Hands is going to be a different story. Uh, White Scars are a blast. There's mm-hmm. so much fun to play. They're so fast. They hit hard. And once you get to turn three, it's like if you feel like you went level, level four Super Saiyan uh, with Goku, mm-hmm. you just start absolutely smashing things in melee. It's like every single unit in your army becomes a melee powerhouse. It's so much fun. Um, so yeah, you can go check out that, um, that game against Ace Face. Um, the guy streaming it did an amazing job, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun. Um, go check that out.
0: Yeah, that group, I, I wasn't familiar with them until I watched it uh, over, the, over the weekend, but very good. And they had that dapper guy walking around that was um, interviewing people. Yeah, He was cool too. Yeah. yeah.
1: They did a great, great job. Mm-hmm. So go check that out. But uh, my second game in the Invitational, I played against Conrad who ended up winning the whole Invitational. He beat me very soundly. Um, and it's funny because my prediction before the LGT was that Space Marines would do well but not win, and that whoever would win would have an army that they knew really well. And that's exact, that is mm-hmm. exactly what happened, not to pat myself on the back too hard or anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, Eldar Flyers went one and two in the Open. They won the Invitational, and then Space Marines did really well. They got like well, third, pa- fourth, sixth,
2: I think seventh. Pablo
0: goes into it on his podcast, but he was saying how – of the top 10 like it was what was it like six or seven were space marines it, Yeah. and that's like that. let's just there has to be an asterisk that is without iron hands
1: oh well, brian spiro, spiro yeah it was hellstorm gaming as the, yeah. the they group. were
0: good check them out if you if you're just listening to this and you're not um familiar with them yeah that stuff looked good they, like they, good they enough did where, good job enough job. where i was like man what is this so i looked at the channel and all their previous stuff they've done
1: they, yeah. they did a great job they're really funny too. and then the gentleman uh, going around interviewing everybody. I believe his name is Tank. Mm-hmm. If I, I'm sorry if I he, got that wrong. He looked like a tank. He's yoked. Yeah. He was a big. He was a big. I name. was
0: only. I was watching it. and I was feeling intimidated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they did a really good job, um, and so hats off to them. Um, well, anyway, like I was saying, so Eldar flyers swept it, and I think a big part of the reason, like I was uh, talking to the guys, like. Mm-hmm. The LGT's terrain was infinitely better mm-hmm. than it was last year. Last year, it was it was awful. And this year, it was the same yeah. type of terrain, but just like a million times better looking. Mm-hmm. It was all laser-cut, MDF painted and stuff. It was really nice. But the issue with it was that over in the UK and in Europe, they still are, generally speaking, from what I can gather, they're still very much anti-magic box mm-hmm. or enclosed rooms or whatever you want to call it. And that's one of the reasons why Eldar Flyers just kicked the crap out of everybody. Uh, when I played Conrad, super good player, extremely Mm -hmm. good. And when we were were lining up and and due to the mission and everything, I was like, well, I was like, if I go first, I I think I can win this game. If I go second, I'm in deep, deep trouble. Pardon me. He got the, he got the role to go first. And, uh, there was literally nowhere on the table I could hide Mm -hmm. none. And I'm not complaining at all. It's just the way it went. Whereas if there was a couple magic boxes, you know, mm-hmm. you could, you could actually hide. Mm-hmm. And when you have six Eldar flyers flying up on you and just lighting you up.
0: Well, it's six flyers plus like wave serpents. No, you, know, you had
1: three fire prisms, Ooh. which is, those are scary for a space marine player. Yeah. Those are even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it was really rough. And like, if I wasn't white scars, it would have been even worse. Mm-hmm. Cause I was able to outflank a lot of my stuff. But then when they came on, like I there wasn't a lot I could do. I got to at least shoot. Mm-hmm. And then the flyers and the fire prisms would just run over and, blast me. And I did I did my best. I tried to make a game out of it. I, mm-hmm. I killed a lot of the units on the ground. I killed a couple of the fire prisms and I made a big play where I was like, I think he was still going to beat me, but I had a, a chance. I could have got boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. The snatch captain, as I call him, the uh, White Scars biker captain. The snatch captain? Snatch captain is what I'm calling him because he, he snatches you and you can't get away.
0: That's not my, uh, <laughs> that was my first thoughts on that one. <laughs> It's, uh, sounds it's like the, my uh, it's the captain with a of my high school nickname
1: Good He's the captain with the ghost Rider bike and the master of snares mm-hmm. I managed to get up and I tagged like multiple units and I was like okay if I can hold him in combat especially the big unit of um, uh, scat pack um, bikers mm-hmm. I was like I can prevent a ton of his army from shooting I was like I got a chance yeah. But then his stupid altar came in and rolled miracle dice. I should have killed him. Mm-hmm. He made all his saves. He should not have killed me, but yeah. he did. And I was like, well, I'm screwed.
0: That army is really appealing to me. What? That type of low model count, um, hard to kill unit. I really like that. And um, does, he, does he run like the biker, the seer council? Today,
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's a okay. big unit of scat pa- It's a big scat pack, a couple of little units on the ground. Have you seen people run that flyer list, but with a seer council? I, I have.
0: That must be pretty good too, though.
1: The Seer Council is a little overpriced, but it's really good. Yeah. Um, and anyway, yeah. And then after that, I didn't have a chance, and Conrad spanked me pretty, pretty soundly. Mm-hmm. Still had a really good game. He's a good opponent, and he went on to win it. So I could say I got knocked out by the guy that won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the open, I really got to see what my army could do. And White Scars, I don't think they're the best flavor of Space Marine. I think Iron Hands, as I think everybody now sees it. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um, and I've been saying it the whole time, right? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, just wait. <laughs> They're pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, White scars are really fun. Mm-hmm. They're really, really fun to play. And I went, I went four and one in the open. I was hoping to go five and zero again. I did not. In the game I lost, I, I seriously, I just handed it to my opponent. You can also watch that game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I got, I got streamed on that game as well. And I just screwed up. My opponent had a really cool admec army, uh, mechanized admec. And um, I, that was the first game, that tournament. It was my fourth game, the first game I won the role to go first. And um, I was like, I just got bloodthirsty. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, White Scar's first turn charge. I'm going to just smash him in the face. It's going to be great. So I, I was like, yeah, first turn. And at the LGT, they, they got rid of the C's role, which I'm a huge fan of it.
0: They got rid of the C's role? There's
1: no C's the initiative. Oh. It was so much better. It's yeah, so much better. I agree. It's so much better The C I hate Seize the initiative. It's not fun. It's not fun.
2: Yeah. Both
1: players can plan. They're like, okay, I know what my strategy, I know what my mm-hmm. tactics are going to be, my overall strategy. It was so much better for match play to get rid of C's. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that change. Right. Let us know what you all think about it. Is that something you'd like to see in the ITC in general? I always That's- just... I always
0: deploy that I'm going to go second.
1: Yeah, you have to.
0: And then you, when you seize, at least you can be like, well, no, you can go ahead because I've already deployed. Well, then you way. don't even
1: want to seize because yeah. you've deployed assuming you're going right. second. Um, but I really got to see what the white scars could do. And they're really fun. Like I've been saying over and over again, uh, and, I, and uh, back to the game I lost anyway, because I think that was the best lesson learned. I deployed a lion and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to just, I'm going to be all up in his face on the first turn. It's going to be mm-hmm. great. And, um, my opponent, like, and I just I realized what I did as soon as I did it, because mm-hmm. um, at the LGT it was all deploy first, go first. which mm-hmm. is, It's great because you're, if you're a really good, um, if you're a good player, you can counter deploy your opponent mm-hmm. very well. Like going second is not so bad because you can, you get a chance to just put your model, like totally counter his offensive mm-hmm. deployment with a defensive deployment. And that's exactly what my opponent did to me. Yeah. And it was funny because it was his first big tournament he was like, oh, take it easy on me, mate. I'm like, dude, don't worry, your army's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just deployed everything back in the corner His Vanguard Strike. And I was sitting there and I was like, like, what, what was I thinking? Of course he's going to do that. He's not gonna deploy on the line like an idiot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so then I was in a really bad position. And my second big mistake was I forgot that the area terrain pieces are minus two to charge.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I just totally boned myself, like made such a bad um, mm-hmm. deployment mistake. Uh, and even so, I was able to play to the mission. I took the minute, I basically had to hide everything in the middle of the table. Mm-hmm. And I was outscoring him every turn, even though he was winning the fight. Mm-hmm. And I, if I could have just stayed in that position for the rest of the game, I think I would have won. I would have just grinded it out and uh, beat him. It would have been very close. He might've still beat me, but I think I could have I could have won it. But then a disaster struck and he blew up my repulsor and it it exploded and it killed three characters, a devastator squad and almost blew up my drop pod. Mm. I was it didn't. Nine... This is
0: really bad luck. I mean, that's just oh, bad. It was horrible yeah.
1: luck. It did 19 mortal wounds to right. me. When that happens
0: you're just like, well, that's that's that was game. that's part of the game. It's it is dice. I, I hate the explosion rules.
1: Yeah. Hate them. What
0: I, I like how everyone Everyone's comments about your your get rid of the initiative thing. I this makes me think of Age of Sigmar and when Sorcerer was like, "You know what that part of the game in 40K that everyone loves?" the seize the initiative yeah. role. What if we did it every turn? They're yeah. like, yeah, good.
2: <laughs>
0: that, I, I don't know if that just made me think of that. that it was so that bad mechanic is a huge core component of a game. Another game.
1: Yeah. There. And the, the random, yeah. The random, random initiative. initiative. You're seizing like the initiative. Random <laughs> random. But it's just yeah. like, it, it, it was so much better as a tactic, like a tactically minded player for matched play. Not having seize the initiative was, so much better,
2: mm-hmm.
1: every single, cause I was making a point of it. I was asking people, I'm like, what did you think? What did you think? And everybody was like, oh, so much better, so yeah. much better. Um, so then to go over some of my other games, cause I'm sure people are gonna wanna hear how the White Scars did. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that game, I just, I boned myself. I totally could have won the game. And I just, I just stepped on my, my ding ding. Like mm-hmm. I, I deserved to lose that game. And it was just me being dumb, my opponent being smart. He played a really good game. And then that explosion just sealed the deal. And when it happened, I just laughed. I was like, well, you won. Let's see how many points I can get because mm-hmm. you just blew up half my army. So, and these things happen, but the explosion rule should be wounds, not mortal wounds in my opinion. So mm-hmm. if you have armor, you can get a save.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, well. uh, so that was a game I lost. All the other games I won, um, I made a lot of mistakes because it was my first time playing uh, White Scars in a tournament,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but the new Marines are so strong that you can recover. Um, in almost every game that I played at the end of the game, I had not very much left, um, I, but I was able to, to, to win on objectives. Mm-hmm. So what, some of my hardest matchups, just to, to highlight some of them, uh, played against Tau. Um, going first was huge in that game. It was massively important and true to my prediction. White Scars are really, really good at killing Tau. Mm -hmm. The ability to make a unit ignore Overwatch and hold somebody in combat is massive. Um, And then the ability to just establish board control. Like what A lot of times what I would do with White Scars is just put tons of pressure on my opponent, keep them in their deployment zone, scatter all my little units all over the objectives, and Mm -hmm. I would just win the game on points even if I was getting um, Mm -hmm. shot off the table. Uh, Really, really fun game with my opponent. The rip ties were just nuking me. Uh, one of the highlights, the scout biker unit. Threw him up. I literally surrounded his army with it, and I gave him a three-up in save, minus one to hit. Mm-hmm. He didn't even bother mm-hmm. shooting him. And I kept him like that until turn uh, turn four. Mm-hmm. He wasn't able to come out of his castle until turn four because I just kept the pressure on him. And at that point, even though he was outgunning me, it didn't matter. I had too much board control. Really, really good tactical game. Mm-hmm. Uh, org player that I played. Uh, got first turn. I killed 80 boys on the top of the first turn
0: i'm sure he was really happy
1: she she was not but on her turn Mm -hmm. this is the bottom of turn one she blew up the repulsor all my scout bikers Mm -hmm. all but one intercessor and almost all the vanguard vets Mm -hmm. i was like what just with what what just happened orcs just shot me to pieces
0: Mm -hmm. best shooting game in the unit or shooting uh uh, yeah. Codex in the in the game, right? works. It was
1: funny because we were both laughing. Mm-hmm. I was like, we just annihilated each other on the first mm-hmm. turn. And again, I was able to win the game because I kept throwing units at the orcs to keep them in their deployment zone, mm-hmm. and I had board control, so I won on points. Um, and then my last game against a chaos player, super duper fun game, extremely challenging. But uh, he he was winning the whole game, and then on turn I was just playing KG until turn three,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then the the white scars just go super saiyan and they smash things one vanguard vet um sergeant killed a whole unit of obliterators in one round of combat damage four thunder hammer just pop 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 um really good uh, mvp units for me with the the white scars scout bikers that unit of nine scout bikers is ridiculously good mm-hmm. so good um the uh, vanguard vets were my best unit by a mile uh, just chain storm shields thunder hammer on the sergeant in most games you leave them in reserves until turn three they deep strike you give them plus three to their charge with three d six rolling um, roll three d mm-hmm. six keep the two highest mm-hmm. and they'll kill almost anything that they charge. It's insane how much damage they do. Um, the repulsor and the intercessors are good, but I'm actually going to switch them out for incursors. Mm-hmm. Incursors with white scars are going to be an all-star unit. Um, the uh, the snatch captain on the bike, amazing.
0: What are you going to give the incursors? Nothing. Now, the Incursors are the little flying guys, right?
1: Nope. They are the the other troop to the oh, infiltrators. Oh, the new,
0: the new troop. The one that the, they can leave the mines.
1: Yep. Okay. They have exploding attacks in melee, right? Mm-hmm. So, they infiltrate. their Phobos Marines. Mm-hmm. A six to hit is two hits. And then right. you can make it so it auto wounds. Um, the fact that they can infiltrate. They're good in melee. They have decent shooting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, is That's going to be huge for White Scars because you can put so much pressure on your opponent. And then come turn three, they hit like a truck. Mm -hmm. Like my intercessors, by the time they got into combat, they're just good in general, but on turn three, they kill, they murder things. Mm -hmm. And with Khan giving you plus one to wound, it was nuts. Nuts, the Scout Biker, same thing. Um, Just all around, White Scars are are super fun and they're gonna be really good at killing other Mm -hmm. Marines. Uh, And the reason I say that is because of all like the little buffs um, uh, that they get, they can ignore Overwatch. They can charge you from really far away. They can hold you in combat. Like, for example, imagine the snatch captain grabbing two uh, two repulsors. Like you're mm-hmm. playing Iron Hands. You make him ignore Overwatch. He goes in. He tags two of them, and then they can't leave combat, and then they can't shoot. Yeah. You just won the game right there. Uh, it's they're really really good toolbox, but like I said, they they die.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so in all, absolutely fantastic uh, time at the LGT. Space Marines are incredibly good. Um, as you saw, they did really well. And Ultramarines and White Scars, not the most powerful versions of them, and they did extremely well. And every list was different too. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Um, so why don't we jump into chat. I was a little bit all over the place, but again, I'm, I'm sick. I'm not thinking perfectly straight. Uh, in Bridges says, the incursors ignore hit and ballistic skill modifier as well. Yeah, incursors are a melee unit. They're not a shooting unit. Their shooting is not bad. They have two strength, four, Mm -hmm. no AP shots. So, you know, if you're shooting like Rangers or whatever that have a lot of minuses to hit, they don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, They're also really good if you use um, the Auspex scan because they ignore the minus one to hit with it. Eh. But I'm going to take a lot of... I still like
0: Infiltrators. I still think Infiltrators are the way to go.
1: No cruisers are
0: oh, at least one unit, yes. or at least at least the infiltrator character, the Phobos characters, yeah. that give that same anti uh, deep strike ability. Because Seal cults still out there, and they're still really good. Yep.
1: Uh, Very amp and JDS core. I thank you for your continued subscription.
0: Oh, wow. Uh,
1: Katie and Ranger. What about the impulsor? The, I don't, the, I've seen people write impulsor spam lists where you just have a ton of like uh, little shots mm-hmm. and they're really tough and they run around. I think you can make a really good list with that, especially with iron hands, um, where you take like six impulsors yeah. and they grab objectives and they're really tough and they're hard to charge and all that. Um, yeah, I, I think impulses will be good in that instance. Mm-hmm. For White Scars, I don't think you need it. The, the only reason I would take an impulsor for White Scars is to put a bunch of characters in it so that you can move and they can get out. But the problem is if someone blows it up on the first turn, you're screwed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that's why I like the drop pod in my list because I put all the characters in the drop pod. The drop pod comes down with the Devastators. Grab Devastators are ludicrous. They're so good. Uh, they blow up a vehicle or whatever. And then all the characters are right there to buff the other units. So, you know, your scout bikers move forward 22 inches and then you give them extra speed, ignore overwatch because you're dropping down right next to them. And then they go into combat. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like the, um, that was the synergy of the list. As I was able to put the characters wherever I needed them and all my other units are really fast, mm-hmm. um, kind of white scars can advance and charge, leave combat and charge. It's so good. Oh, it's so yeah. much fun. Uh, so much fun. But um,
0: for for one person.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I mean, my opponent, we I had all fun <laughs> games. Uh, but the incursors are going to be really good for White Scars because mm-hmm. they're relatively cheap. They can infiltrate and they're very good in melee. And once you get to turn three, those guys are going to be deadly, mm-hmm. deadly in combat. Really, really strong. Uh, Zedekus says, What do you think about the Invictor Stealth uh, not? He's extremely good. Um, you're going to see a lot of them. I'm seeing a lot of people writing lists with three of them uh especially like in a white scars like maximum pressure list or a raven guard mm-hmm. uh maximum pressure list where if you're going first you push everything up as far as possible and bomb rush in bone them. it'll be very very good in that um and they, they do a lot of damage and yeah the the invictor is really good really good um you're gonna have to plan for space marines they're gonna be top of the, the food chain for a while i think um You know, we're running a little bit over on time. Maybe we'll talk more about Iron Hands uh, next week, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people are freaking out about them Mm -hmm. for good reason. Uh, But there is some strategies that you can use to overcome what they do. Um, And we'll talk about that next week. Sounds good. But We'll jump into chat, answering more questions. We'll take a look at a commission, and then we will sign off because I'm feeling lightheaded. Uh, Axis Venture B and Victor's will be good as Ultramarines because they have the redeployment strategy. The redeployment stratagem is amazing uh, for any army that gets it. Cadian mm-hmm. uh, Ranger, yeah, I will do uh, 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 battle reports. I'm
0: waiting for Don's uh, Iron Hands list to come up soon.
1: Don the Magnificent says Iron Hands hate hugs. Um, I guess, I mean, if you're running the repulsor executioner list, which is, I think, the mm-hmm. obvious play, they just fly away.
0: The best thing to deal with Iron Hands is just to start playing Iron Hands.
1: They're it, they're going to be a problem, and I've been saying this the whole time. It would be
0: fun to have a tournament where it's like everyone just brought iron hands.
1: That'd be the most dull tournament ever. <laughs> but it would be the most balanced tournament. Fair enough. um They're going to be a problem because they're going to be so hard to kill. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't hit harder, really, than other marines. They are just so resilient, and that's going to be the thing that drives people crazy um with them. Like like I've been saying, like I. You do not have to be highly skilled. You don't have to be very good Mm -hmm. to play an Iron Hand's army well because it's so forgiving. Which is, I like that. (laughs) A lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what the actual impact is. I know people are freaking out, but just remember the sky is not falling. This happens every time a powerful codex comes out. Mm -hmm. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, White Scars, I think, will be really good for killing him, and I think Raven Guard will be really good for killing him. Other
0: space brains are going to do very good against them.
1: Certain... Space Marines.
0: A lot of other stuff, though, it's going to be
2: rough.
1: Well, like, for example, in a, the, my biggest complaint with Space Marines is that it's a, it's a largely a first-turn game. Not always.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: the game I lost at the LGT, I went first, and I got my ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not always a first-turn game, but it feels like it a lot, a lot of the time it is. For example, let's say you're playing Iron Hands, and it's like Dawn of War Deployment. Mm-hmm. Right. And they don't have they can't go deep into the deployment zone to hide. And you're playing Raven Guard and you take a unit of six assault centurions. Mm-hmm. You take the warlord trait that lets you infiltrate them and in your warlord. And then you've got like a ton of like incursors mm-hmm. um and all this stuff. Right. And you're like, Oh, I'm going first. I'm nine inches away with you with assault centurions. Assault centurions go into those repulsors and they don't even care if you're minus one damage. They're mm-hmm. still gonna obliterate you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Like it, 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 it's irrelevant, uh, especially if you give them the melta guns. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're going you're gonna to just crush them, and you're going to do it immediately. Mm-hmm. Right? And then uh, vice versa, if the Iron Hands player is going first. Um, the cool thing about Raven Guard, and the reason why I think that they're the Gene Stealer cult of Space Rans is that you can just choose the Deep Strike instead, so that you can't Alpha Strike him. But if you're like a different army, mm-hmm. it's going to be really tough to avoid just getting smushed by highly accurate uh, repulsor execution or firepower. So that, it's going to be difficult, um, and we'll talk more about it next week, but just bear in mind, uh, Pharos it only moves five inches. The repulsor Executors only want to move five inches. If they're going to double shoot, so they do have limited um, mobility, and their, their range isn't great. And also remember, uh, you can shoot a character behind a repulsor. They're about an inch off the ground. Mm-hmm. So if you have snipers, you can shoot under them and hit Pharos or whoever.
0: Mm-hmm. so that's good I mean that's good to know because people are gonna be like no you can't see
1: him he's behind no you, us. you definitely can mm-hmm. 100% you can they're about an inch high mm-hmm. so if you like another example Raven Guard right say your opponent deploys mm-hmm. his his repulsors he's got Pharos and his lieutenant or whatever else
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um they're in a little bubble because they have to be and then you've got all of your um eliminators mm-hmm. you have pretty decent odds of killing him before mm-hmm. you know just shooting him underneath the tank uh before he does anything right okay because you don't get the plus one to hit and wound on turn one, but you are AP three and he mm-hmm. doesn't have an invul save. So um, anyway, we'll talk about more about it next week. I'm mm-hmm. starting to get okay. busy. So at any rate, why don't we take a look at some of these recently completed
0: commissions? All right. So uh, speaking of space marines, uh, this is a death specter uh, chapter uh, commission cool. that we did.
1: This is one of the new all primaris chapters. I don't know. Data
0: don't know. I think it's an older one. I'm not really sure. It doesn't. um, Uh,
1: Maybe it is. Yeah. But this is
0: on a tabletop standard and it's, it's a very good example of our tabletop standard. It's clean, very minimal base uh, highlighting done, but what's done is effective.
1: Yeah. I think it looks great. Yeah. And I thought it was very apropos that we showed a repulsor with intercessors Mm -hmm. considering we're talking about space Marines. Well, I mean, look,
0: the power levels are insane on space Marines, but the product sales have been fantastic. So, <laughs> so it's uh, been a success.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyways, uh, we
1: so- <laughs> we'll answer a couple of questions and we'll sign off. Here. The
0: uh, I but think it, yes, it's,
1: the space brains should be good. They right? sh-
0: they should be good, but uh, so I, I'm going to harp this every single time we talk about it. Something that needs to be keep in keep in mind is I understand if somebody is a model company, I understand it, but rules should be. <coughs> really looked at because bad rules can lose customers so that should always i mean that's just my my stance on it i love the new space marines primaris marines are amazing i love the new characters coming out everything's exciting about them they should be strong the fluff makes them say literally a, a squad of space marines could supplement or can go in and take over a planet like so they should be very powerful they I should get be good it. I like that the Primaris Marines now look like we always thought they should look sorry mini Marine guys but the new ones are the Space Marines now um, but when they're writing these rules like it, they really have to look at like this is going to be amazing if you're a Space Marine player but like what happens if you're not yeah. you know like but and I mean, that that equals people leaving you well, know
1: no but we'll see about that because most people who start the game start. I, marines, I have PTSD
0: right? from 7th edition and a lot to be fair a lot of people do
1: this is not nearly that bad. Uh, it's not there yet. No, it's not that bad. No. So uh, a couple questions. Uh, Axes of HP. I mean, I agree with you. You don't want them to be too good. I think a couple chapters are flirting with being OP, Iron mm. Hands being the first and foremost. Right. And just wait, guys. We still haven't even seen Imperial Fist and Salamanders. Those are the last two? Yeah. There's not one more? Well, we'll see.
0: Okay. Anyways.
1: But um, the uh, the Salamanders have the highest offense in the game. Mm. And Imperial Fists are not far behind them. Ooh. So just wait, we're not out of the woods yet, everybody. So a good one, Acts of Entry, there's an article going around um, about how it's like almost impossible to kill a fully buffed um, Iron Hands vehicle. But the, 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 is that dumb? Yes, it's dumb. However, the obvious answer is that only a fool puts their whole army into killing a vehicle that's maximum buff, that's dumb. Like, of course you're not gonna do that. It's like when we were talking about in Mm -hmm. the office, if you're playing a flyer spam, Eldar army, and the the one that takes uh, lightning fast reflexes, what do you do? You don't shoot at that one. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it's obvious there's other targets to shoot at, Mm -hmm. and your opponent's gonna run out of CP eventually, right? Like, I'm not saying it's not stupid, it's stupid. It's Mm -hmm. way too, the defense is too high. I agree. But it's like if someone puts all their resources into making one repulsor indestructible. Oh, sure. Do all those
0: rules go the same, like if somebody has a Forge world like super heavy tank? No. Okay. I
1: don't think so. What is
0: their what is their big what is their main Blade? The space marine one?
1: Oh the I can't remember what it's the, called. With the fellow. Primaris one. giant. Oh that one too. Yeah. But um like blade. Like if someone's putting all their resources mm-hmm. into making one repulsor ultra difficult to kill, mm-hmm. kill everything else, right? Like be smart when you're shooting your guns. So if you've got your one hammer shooting unit, your opponent's gonna wait to see what you do with that. Shoot it last, mm-hmm. shoot all your other stuff first, right? Be smart about it. And then when you get to that unit, now your opponent's gonna be like, do I even want to use it or not? Mm-hmm. And then you can always like split fire, right? Like you got a castling, for example, you're like, I'm shooting two repulsors. Or whatever Mm -hmm. like which one are you going to put the defense on so i'm not again i'm not saying it's not dumb i'm just saying like it's it's silly we used to do this back in the day too with the unkillable you know uh falcon or or whatever or like a death star unit that was fully buffed up Mm -hmm. you just didn't shoot it that was silly you're way it's dumb to Mm -hmm. do that so you focus on killing the support units first if you can Take out their ability to score objectives. Mm-hmm. It was like playing against the Castellan earlier in the edition, which was idiotic, and I hated that too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you could still win. You're like when the, the Castellan's fully buffed, you just don't shoot it. You kill everything else, get board control, win the game on objectives. Uh, and that's or, the other thing to remember. Or Iron take Hands, two Castellans. Iron Hands are not going to be very mobile.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're they're just not. That's well, well, except for the Flyers, and that's a whole different discussion. And
0: people haven't even started talking about Iron Hands um, land speeders.
1: But no, it's Stormhawks and Stormtowns. But the land speeders though, are amazing too
0: because they don't suffer that negative to hit penalty. So they can scoot into position first turn, blast away, and they don't get the minus one, which is a big reason why a lot of people don't bring them because you are always minus one to hit. And yep. they're cheap. They're cheap.
1: The um, um, the Flyers are going to be...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, uh, the, the Iron Hands Air Force is going to be an issue. Storm... Uh, Storm Talons, mm-hmm. hitting on twos, re-rolling ones to hit with 18 AP2 shots is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Storm Hawk is going to be the best flyer killer mm-hmm. out there. Um, so, anyway, mm-hmm. rambling a little bit, but just yeah. because can't even think straight right now. Yeah. Um, Brian Spallaro, the the Castellan list, won more than 60% of its games, actually. It was mm-hmm. the most winning game we've ever seen. Well, mm-hmm. most, most winning army in the game we've seen since early Inari, which was just broken. Um, but yeah, well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the meta is going to adjust. People are going to adjust to Space Marines. It'll be just like fourth edition when everyone was playing Space Marines mm-hmm. and you built a list to kill Space Marines or um, in uh, seventh, when Battle Company was really popular, you made a list to kill them. So mm-hmm. pe- people will adjust. And as we saw at the LGT, Eldar flyers still do do on Space Marines, mm-hmm. although they will not be very good against Iron Hands. Iron yeah. Hands will wreck an Eldar flyer list.
0: Yeah. yeah. And bring good train as Nightman 78.
1: Magic boxes. Bring your own. You want. When you got to
0: turn it. You bring your own.
1: You know what? You know what? A, a repulsor can't do anything to a unit mm-hmm. inside of an enclosed run.
0: Yep. There you go.
1: <laughs> They're good for the game. There you go. Anyway, all right. Hope you all enjoyed the show. Um, sorry if I, I was a little um, all over the place. I'm still running a bit of a fever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, good to be back. And once again, thank you so much to everybody at the LGT. All my opponents had a great time. Uh, to the organizers, you did a great job. Had a blast. And if you want to talk to Zach, uh, he will be at SoCaliban. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. He's coming out. So that'll be a lot of fun. And until then, happy gaming, and we will talk to you all again next week. Mm